Hello, and welcome to Hedge Clippings, a podcast about... <sighs> I am Travis Hedges-Williams, and today I want to talk about Crisis on Infinite Earths. This is a huge crossover event on the CW between five of their shows. Let's see if I can remember them. It's Arrow, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, Batwoman, and The Flash. So those five shows all exist more or less in the same universe. They've had crossovers before, but this one was meant to be huge. This not only was going to be a combination of all of those shows, but the conceit was to bring in as much of the DC universe as possible. That means references to the 1989 Michael Keaton, Tim Burton, Batman the 1960s Batman with Burt Ward and Adam West, uh, the new DC movie universe, the, the Zack Snyder one, or Joss Whedon one, depending on how you want to look at it. We will save that debate for another podcast. However, this was the idea to do the biggest crossover ever. It's an amazing thing. In the comic books, this actually uh, is borrowed. It's, there's a precedent for it in the comics Basically, the DC comic universe had gotten so complicated that they had this huge crisis on Infinite Earths where basically all these worlds got unmade and at the end there was just one. That let the storytellers really have the freedom to tell the stories they wanted to tell without having to keep all this past continuity in mind. They really just got to rebuild the world from where they wanted it to be from the ground up. The goal of the TV show crossover was somewhat that it did want to bring these worlds together, but it really is a huge ratings grab. It was meant to be an event. There's also a huge character, Death. I won't spoil that for you, but that is one of the epic moments of the five-part crossover event. Now, an important disclaimer I should make here is that before watching Crisis on Infinite Earths, I have never seen a single CW Arrowverse show. I've wanted to watch them, they just haven't made their way up on my queue just yet. I did watch all of Smallville, which was not part of the Arrowverse, although there is a Smallville cameo in Crisis on Infinite Earths, and that's what really first got my attention about Crisis of Infinite Earths. They were going to do a Smallville cameo, and then I started hearing about the other cameos they were going to do, and I said, well, I absolutely have to watch this. So, I did. The basic plot synopsis is that you've got this villain, the Anti-Monitor, who's like, I'm not really a fan of this whole reality thing. I'm going to unmake it all and redo it my way. So he's destroying the entire multiverse. And our plucky band of heroes bands together to stop him from doing that. Now... <laughs> I again I've not seen any of these shows so I imagine if I had been with all of these shows from the beginning this would have been a lot more epic for me uh, so coming in as an outsider I have to say not knowing those things and not having a sense of the tone of these shows uh, it was a little jarring uh, which I expected going in uh, there's a lot of things that I just had no idea what was going on because these were, I assume, tr things that if you watch these shows make sense. So every now and then they'd be like, oh, we've got to go reference so-and-so or we got to go to this place. And I'm like, okay, if, if that's a thing. 
Um, and of course, that's the hard part of doing a huge crossover like this is they wanted to bring in new viewers and get a lot of attention. So they wanted to make it playable to where if you didn't really know what was going on, you could play along. But of course, they want to reward the fans and deservedly so who had been fans of these shows for so long and make it a truly epic event. I've got to say the tone overall of this is pretty darn cheesy. Now, again, I'm a fan of Smallville, which is pretty cheeseball, and I think a lot of these shows can be. I mean, it is the CW after all. But there's something to be said for when you start a show, when you begin with the pilot, you know, episode one, season one, the the tone is something that sort of comes about over time, and I think you can overlook the cheese factor if you're on the ride from the very beginning. But again, not being there, the cheese factor is super high, uh, I, I wouldn't say that it was off-putting per se, but it, it, I did laugh out loud a few times at things that were probably not meant to be funny. I mean, the anti-monitor, well, of course, that's taken from the comics, but it's just ridiculous. The guy playing the monitor, who is a good actor, he's just in a ridiculous costume, and he's talking like the monitor all of the time, and it's just funny to me. He is the monitor. Like, what is he, a TV? Like, he's a monitor weird um so i granted i didn't always know what was going on because i haven't watched these shows religiously but even that being said i think the storytelling's rushed um and a bit haphazard uh things just because of the cameos especially the early episodes feature a number of cameos uh they have uh, kevin conroy the voice of batman from the animated series do play bruce wayne live action which is amazing the scene he's in basically doesn't forward the plot at all, which is true of most of the cameos. The Smallville cameo, which is a whole scene, it's a four or five minute scene, doesn't particularly further the plot at all. And I think that's the biggest disappointment with these cameos, is that it was very much just a, hey, look, we got Burt Ward to walk down a street and say something Robin-esque, which is cool. Like, it brought a smile to my face. I enjoyed it. But it would have been nice if even if we only got one shot with these people, if it had some kind of meaning. Now, granted, not everybody could do that, but so I'll grant you one or two kind of throwaways. But if you're going to have the Smallville people or Kevin Conroy do something that's really going to make an impact on the story, they have, this is a mild spoiler, but by the time you're listening to this, probably not. They have Ezra Miller's Flash from the Zack Snyder DC movie universe make an appearance rather late in the show, and it doesn't make any sense why he's there. Like, it, they even say at one point, you shouldn't be here. Like, he shouldn't. It doesn't make sense. The scene is funny. Has no impact whatsoever. So I think a lot of those cameos were wasted. Again, things happen very fast because they've only got five episodes to do this. It's basically a, a movie in five parts. So they jump around a lot, and they don't have the budget to really invest in solid effects and solid locations, so there's a lot of jumping around. And for me, the story was very rocky, very rushed. It didn't have much impact to me as an outsider. Maybe once I've seen all these shows and rewatched this, it'll have more impact, but right now, it just really didn't. Um, all of the main cast are pretty good. Again, they're, they're pretty easy to follow. Now, the supporting characters who come in from all these shows, because you know every show, like Supergirl's got her little buddies that help her 
do superhero things. And every show has got the the buddy, the buddies, and they're all in this. I didn't know who any of them were. I don't know what show any of them belong to. I couldn't tell you anything about them. But they're all around. So if you're going to jump in like I did, good luck with that. Um, again, I think the cameos, the cameos are what brought me in. Uh, Brandon Ruth's Superman Returns. <laughs> Get it? Superman Returns. I will do a podcast one day where I talk about how that movie is underappreciated in the Superman movie world. However, um, this show got to bring him back, partly because Brandon Ruth is on Legends of Tomorrow. He plays the Atom. So they had the actor on hand anyway. So there he said, well, you know, why don't you just reprise your role as Superman? So we actually get several scenes with Brandon Ruth's Superman, which was super exciting for me because I really like his take on the character, and it was exciting to see him in this part. However, they do have to make some pretty big narrative jumps into the the world that that character inhabits. They did the same with the Smallville things. They had to throw in a pretty huge ball of exposition that I thought was rather clunky and kind of a cheat and kind of unfair in both cases to sort of make it work for the story they were telling when really I think they could have they could have done better frankly I, but I think it seems as if they were very much rushed to do this I know Michael Rosenbaum who played Lex Luthor on Smallville was contacted and said hey would you do a cameo in the show and he turned it down because they couldn't tell him what the scene was or anything about it and it was very last minute so he said he wasn't going to do that and at first I was kind of upset that he wouldn't do it and now having seen the final result. I'm like, mm, no, I think he probably made the right call there. So I think it does show that it's very much kind of thrown together, which is disappointing. So Brandon Ruth Superman, it was fun to visit with him again. I wish we'd had more time with him because I think that could have been really fun. Overall, I I was entertained. I was amused by this. It was cool to see all of these characters. I mean, the nerd in me was very, very happy to see all of these cameos in a small space. And even though the storytelling was a little clunky and the tone was kind of cheesy, it was still just a fun little popcorn ride. Uh, I do wish they had had more time, more money, and they really could have done this a lot better. Uh, but again, I think it's cool that we live in a world where this thing exists at all. I know when they started Arrow, they never imagined it was going to spawn this whole universe. So this is really an amazing accomplishment for them. And those of us who inhabit the nerd world, we're lucky to have this. So it's a wonderful thing. Uh, I support that it exists. Uh, will I watch the Arrowverse shows anytime soon? Probably not. They're pretty far down on my queue. But I am grateful that Crisis on Infinite Earths exists, and it was fun. Should you check it out? Uh, I don't know. Are you a big DC Comics person, or are you a big DC Movies person? If the answer to either of those is yes, then yeah, you need to check it out, even if you have to jump right in, having not seen any of the Arrowverse shows. Go for it. I did, and I managed. If that's not your jam, then I think you'll probably be miserable. So absolutely skip it. If you don't like cheesy superhero amazingness, not for you. Do you want to help out this show? Then please subscribe and leave us a review. That helps us beat the weird algorithms these sites use and keeps us on the top of the pile. And of course, share this podcast with your friends. We'd really appreciate it. That's a wrap for this episode of Hedge Clippings. Thank you for being here. I've got to go. I am dealing with infinite crises on the one Earth.
Hedge Clippings is brought to you by Hedges Pictures, the makers of movies, books, and more. Check them out at hedgespictures.com and be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. Thanks for listening.